I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramble. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning it to the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the ramble. We get to I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the ramble. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and welcome to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, <laughs> and we keep it what? 100. Yeah. That was like a chorus and shit. You hear that? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> So on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, uh, the craft. You know what I mean? Stories, mm-hmm. shit like that. So let me introduce my girl. We got her over here. Hello, people. Looking all super fly. She's super fly. Look, <laughs> super duper hot. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's LA. It's hot. It's fabulous weather. Oh my God. We're going to go in today. So as y'all see, we be acting hella silly in here. And then we got one of our close friends in here today, so we're going to be acting really stupid. Just get ready. So that's my girl, Lisa Bolakaja. What we call you, the what? The street nerdist. Why we call you that? Because you what? I'm street. And you what? But I'm nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look, you open the dictionary, you look on the street, you see this bitch, okay? And then you look on the nerd, and she's sitting there with her little, with her dreads out, just giving it to you, right? (laughs) <laughs> and I am your host, Hilliard Guest, and I am, you know, I'm just me. Just I ain't nobody. I'm mm. just, you know, just pimped off. Mm-hmm. That's all. I'll you know. knock it just, off. Just, just stop it. Nobody loves me. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you doing the most right now. <laughs> so, Trev, if you grown mm-hmm. and y'all ready, buckle up. Let's get it in. Mm-hmm. So we got my man here, one of our very close friends, Kevin Killebrew, writer. Are you an animator? No, I'm the is. creator of. I'm a writer, creator, voiceover artist, and should I say the? Other He's a health and yes, wealth, health ahead. and wellness specialist. All, somebody, <laughs> all kind of stuff. Health and wellness. That's right. Okay. Because we as creative people need our health. Okay. To okay. Combat the craziness. In okay. This mm-hmm. world. Y'all hear all them hyphens he got? He just <laughs> he added that like yesterday or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, he's somebody else. Doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what we call doing extra. Look, can't be doing extra. Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kev, welcome yes. to the show, my man. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Hey, we've been talking about having you since we started the show. Yes. I am so. glad to. You just don't know you have busted my pod chair. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you visit, look. What? You visit get it in. They're going to get it in. <laughs> <laughs> So we wanted to have you on the show today because um, you have a lot of very interesting things to talk about, mm-hmm. right? Now, Lisa and I talk about it all the time, about how after our OBS meetings, um, we'd be out in the parking lot getting it in. Well, Kevin's one of the people we'll be outside getting it in with, you know, just talking about <laughs> shit, you know, talking about writing stories, genre, everything. And he's one of the most well-versed people we know. So we were like, well, let's have Kevin on to talk about some shit, you know? And quit scratching your feet all, making all kind of noises and stuff. I thought that was the, the He blaming it on Abby. He blaming it on Abby the dog. He over there making noises with his feet. Our little mascot, Abby. <laughs> so, um, 
we wanted to have you on the show, you know, to talk about you, what you're getting into, because um, I know you got some new things going on with the health and stuff like that. But I want to talk about your backstory, who you are, where you're from, who you is, who you be, you know, all that stuff like that. Give us the 411. Cool. The 411? Mm-hmm. What's the 411? No. Let me know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So I uh, grew up in a, I call it a cult. But Uh-oh. they don't consider themselves a cult. Really? Yeah. It was called Seven Day Adventism. Oh, oh yeah, that's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it, we did. <laughs> um, but we kind of like worshipped like uh, Jewish people. We kept the Sabbath and we oh. ate clean meats. And oh, really? Kind of yeah. I didn't know that. So they, they prided themselves on health mm-hmm. and education. Mm. Those are the two big things. So my mother said stuff like, I will buy you any book you want mm-hmm. if you read it. So I was like, well, this huh. is cool. You know, now mm-hmm. if she knew what I was reading, she'd probably, oh, my. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> um, you know, it went from how to eat fried worms, are you there, goddess me, Margaret, the Phantom Toll Booth, yes. uh, classics. Uh, uh, a Wrinkle in Time. Do y'all hear that? This is a brother. Charles okay. Wallace. A brother giving you. That was you, my boyfriend. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a wind in the door. Stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, John Saul, then it got to Stephen King, Dean Kuntz. Um, and then it got into Harold Robbins, the Betsy. If she knew how many bodice rippers I read, she'd be like, oh. <laughs> he took her and he snatched you her dress off. <laughs> oh, that's where you learned that move. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Daniel's got into the trashy Daniel Steele, um, Sidney Sheldon, the other side of Midnight, mm-hmm. which segued into, you know, I was watching I Dream a Genie. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Sidney Sheldon created this show. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Um, so then I became a TV head, um, you know, when they... I used to have a crush on Larry Hagman. Mm-hmm. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't that. That was my time. <laughs> I didn't say it was your time, bitch. I said it was my time. So, no, so I, you know, I started watching TV, um, a lot of cartoons, mm-hmm. a lot of just shows, like, okay. you know, the, the real... What's your favorite TV show? I can't say what my favorite... I have, I have all the... Well, this is what I do. I, if if your theme song was catchy, <laughs> I was like, I'm that was there. a thing in the seventies. I'm, I'm there, dude. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do, do you guys know this this uh, thing? I'm gonna have to give it. Go to ahead, you. sing it to us. Soft and sweet, wise and wonderful, who are mystical, magical? I can't say that. What show is this? Uh, Since the day that came to stay with us, fantastic things keep happening. Is there really magic in the things she does? You know what's embarrassing? Is, is this I a 70s actually, show? Yeah, it's a 70s show. Yeah. I actually have a whole theme song with all these 70s songs. I don't even know which one that is. Hold Nanny on, and the Professor. Damn. You guys all know this. Okay. Nanny Once upon a summertime, just a golden dream away, a boy and his magic golden flute heard a voice from off the bay. Come and play with me, Jimmy. Come and play with me. And I will take you on Sigmund a trip. Is this Sigmund and the Sea Monsters? No. Same family. Huh. Come on, it was their most popular show. No, don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Long to, to, uh, HR Puffins? No, there you HR go. Puffins. There you go, there you go. HR Puffins? There you go. I don't, you go. I don't remember that theme song. <laughs> oh, that's a song. Don't make, me, don't make me break it out. On I thought it was HR Puffins. That was the, that was that was the next show. When they got into it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that was gotcha. the, They told you the whole story of Johnny. So you gotcha. watch that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Speed Racer. Um, he going back to the 70s. 
So um, we are old, y'all. So yeah, I see, look, I, yeah, speak, for <laughs> speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Old in the young body. Um, <laughs> so this ain't for the twenty-year-olds. <laughs> then you know, got into like watching Thundercats. Ah, who, I love the Thundercats. We didn't know the Thundercats. Okay. Transformers. He-Man. He-Man. She-Ra. Princess of Power. Um, that's when the real video games was out. That's when we had Pac-Man and Galaga. You know what I mean? Miss Pac-Man cousin. You know all of that shit. You remember Dragon Slayer? Dragon Slayer. Yes. Yes, and Gal- uh, Asteroid. Mm-hmm. Gallagher, um, that's my favorite one. Centipede. Mm-hmm. Centipede. Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Reeby Jackson on okay. you. Same year, same year. He went to Reeby Jackson. He is mixed I got a Jerry Curl all of a sudden today. <laughs> when the snake is in the nose. So anyway, so I got into that, and um, I wrote a poem one day in high school, and the mm-hmm. teacher's like, oh, you know, I didn't really think twice about writing um and then you know segued into went to school mm-hmm. met a friend who uh created his own show called mm-hmm. it muscle dog okay and he was like yeah, yeah i want you to do that's animation yeah okay. animated you know concept comic books and whatever mm-hmm. i want you to do a voice i want you to do a voice and i'm like okay so he did that for three years and i mm-hmm. said what's the deal why you keep telling me you want to do a voice what's the deal and he goes well i don't have a story so mm-hmm. i was like okay so I sat down and wrote a story for him, and it didn't end up nicely. But uh, <laughs> it, I discovered what was interesting about that was because it was his project, or maybe just because I was happy to be there, mm-hmm. it was nothing for me to call up like Warner Brothers mm-hmm. or you know cartoon studios and just be like, hey, you know, I want to do this. So then um, somebody said to me, you, you did all that writing and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but I'm kind of spoiled because he had this artist this brother mm-hmm. who created the Care Bears and got ripped off. Really? Ripped off. <clears throat> and um, Now, uh, how would somebody create something and get ripped off like that? You got to exact- tell the people. I will tell you exactly what happened. You got to tell the people. His name was Marty Garcias. Mm-hmm. He was in Ohio. And it was a company called Those Characters from Cleveland, which is responsible for Strawberry Shortcake <clears throat> and those kind of characters. Mm-hmm. He worked for the Green Card Company. He designed the Care Bears, these bears with these hearts and stuff on them, really? and put them in his drawer. Huh. Cat came in and took him out of his drawer and presented them. Really? And he could not prove access. Really? Because it was just a free form. It was, dr- it was wow. big. And he didn't, hadn't done anything with him, right? So, so, he, so I was involved with him for like four years. And then he said, I have this other project called the So Hope you were writing Wars. on the show? Or I, I was, yeah, I was, kinda, I was creating, this, creating characters and okay. creating the backstory and stuff like that. So <laughs> he said, um, I have this other project that I want you to take out, take around for me. Cause mm-hmm. he, you know, I was just like, I didn't, all they could tell me was no. Mm-hmm. I just called up Warner Brothers and be like, yeah, I know you're doing Freakazoid. So uh, I got <laughs> something you need to see. So took it in and the guy was like, you know, he, this, the guy that I went to, his name was Chris. Can't think of his last name, mm-hmm. but he said, you know, Kevin, this is not a fit for Warner Brothers as they say, but you're obviously talented. Mm-hmm. So whatever you want to bring back to me to pitch, you can bring back to me mm, to pitch. Get now, that door right. That was his project, not mm-hmm. mine. So I sent all the stuff back to him and he said, are you trying to steal my project? Really? And I said, I've been working with you for four years and you think that I need to steal something from you? <laughs> so they freaked out as some people do. Yes, they do. Insecurity. Insecurity when and I've worked with you for four years. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to steal anything from mm-hmm. you? So a friend said, you know, you did all that and they were tripping. I'm like, yeah. And they said, he said, you should, you should do your own thing. And I'm like, yes, but I am spoiled because the guy was 
extremely talented. He knew mm-hmm. how to draw. I need somebody that mm-hmm. really can draw. He says, I know somebody. This is when he was really young. I know somebody. I said, mm-hmm. do you? So he, he, he hooked me up with this cat, and the cat came to the, to the barbershop. That was <laughs> came to the barbershop with his uncle, and he was like, I was like, yeah, I saw some of your artwork. It was on the wall of the barbershop. I mm-hmm. saw some of your artwork. It's kind of cool, kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, I think you're malleable. I could work with you. <laughs> so he goes. You know, I can do with you. I, I can, I do, can with do with you. you. Mm-hmm. you know, I can, you know, whip you into shape. Mm-hmm. So he, um, I said, here's the deal. I don't have a lot of money. I can either pay you or you can roll with me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, huh. Well, I don't normally work that way. I'm like, okay, well, cool. Let me just tell you a little bit about the project. Mm-hmm. So um, he, I told him about the project. He called me. He calls me the next day and he says, I, I want to work with you. Hmm. So I sat for two weeks. I bought him a light board and have any money, colored pencils, Strathmore paper, all this. Because okay. I worked at Don Bluth Animation Studios. Oh, okay. so I've been watching them animate mm-hmm. those god awful <laughs> movies they did. Um, <laughs> I just keep it real. We keep it real, right? Yeah, hey. You know, we. I remember we went to go see. Well, see, we're not a gossip show. We are keep it real show. <laughs> listen, listen, if y'all saw any of those movies, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, mm-hmm. Thumbelina, Pebble and the Penguin, uh, just terrible. Um, <laughs> he's he's a great visual person because he mm-hmm. did Secret of Nim. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Steven Spielberg <laughs> saw it and said, "Who did this? Hmm. Who did this movie?" And I thought, that's Don Bluth. You know, he had done Pete's Dragon at Disney, and he left mm-hmm. Disney, and he said, you guys are not doing what Walt would mm-hmm. want you to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start my own thing. So he did Banjo the Woodpile Cat first, and then he did uh, Secret of Nim. Got that mm-hmm. book, which is called The Rats of Nim. It was a Newbery Award winner, which I read as a child. Because um, so, <laughs> he reads, y'all. He reads. <laughs> I read. <so. laughs> um, and it was about these rats who had gotten intelligent in a, an experiment, and they had gone into the uh, farmers underground. They had lights and... Sounds like uh, Ninja Turtle some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind Somebody of was it. inspired kind by this motherfucker. Okay. That's all I'm going to Let's just keep it real. <laughs> but, um, so he did that and Stephen said, who did this? And mm-hmm. so he contracted him to do the first... Because at that point they were saying animation was dying. Mm-hmm. So Stephen said, well, I have an idea for an animated movie mm-hmm. and it will be Max's Christmas present. And Max was four wow. at the time. Um, okay, I'm gonna make a movie for myself. Just for myself. <laughs> the rest of you, the rest oh, of sorry. you. No, I'm sorry. That was. I'm sorry. He made the, this first movie first, and then he made Max's birthday present, which was the next movie. So the first wow. movie he made was American Tale. Yeah. What? It was American Tale? What, he was bur- it Five Love yes, five five that five movie. So he made five yes. <laughs> I'm trying to do my little mouse voice. Um, that song comes on, you just start crying. It like, so it was, it was so he, they made $45 yes. million, dollars, right? Which mm-hmm. was big at that mm-hmm. time. <laughs> then Disney was like, oh, well, wait a minute. There's some money to be made. So they made Oliver and Company, and then Bluth came out with Land Before Time, mm. which was Max's. Uh, oh my God! Oh my God! Which was Max's that, present. Oh my God! Thank God for you, Max, because <laughs> I love that movie with Petrie and all Petrie of that. Petrie and Littlefoot oh and Sarah God. and stuff like that. Oh so an interesting story is that um, Don has a darker sensibility, but Stephen mm. knows exactly who his audience is. Mm. They're four-year-olds. Sure. So the story's about, it was a very simple story. The little bitty dinosaurs get separated from the pack, from mm-hmm. their parents, and they must go on this journey to find their parents. Yeah, but the parents died, didn't they? Well, the mother did, I think. And they had to get the grandparents? Uh, like, what kind of story is that to the four-year-old? <laughs> but what's kind of lying to you? Wait, 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 this is what he did. So he is like, okay, that was cool. It was a journey, you know, it was, it was fine. And so the five of them were on their little journey, like, we got to get to the Big Valley, right? Which was not just the Barbara Stanwyck show. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> he... he uh, 
the the T Rex was the antagonist, was mm-hmm. chasing them the mm-hmm. whole time, chasing these kids. <laughs> there was a scene where they had gone to a briar patch, and Sarah, the Triceratops, lets go of a briar and it hits the T Rex in the eye. Now you know he doesn't have any hands; he can't like mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull this out right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can't so, grab yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was like I'm gonna catch that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so she let it go and it hit him in the eye. So okay. there was blood squirting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Stephen's sitting there, he's watching. <clears throat> There was another scene where I think the T Rex bit the mother or something like that, and like you know, blood gushing. He's sitting there, he's watching, and he's like, "So when it was all over and said and done, he turns around and he goes, are you, are you crazy? Really? <laughs> Do you know what this, who, what the audience is? You can't, you can't show a mother being brutalized. You know what? Give him the real deal. <laughs> Like, this could happen to you if you don't listen to what I tell you. But that's just me. I'm you not Steven Spielberg. That was back in, it. That's back yeah, in the day when yeah. we didn't have domestic violence. You know, I'm just yeah, a plebeian. The, the T-Rex wasn't married that's, to her. That's so. Steven Spielberg. He could provide yeah, that could provide. These, these are people whose kids ride their bikes with a helmet on. Right. The yeah, you can do all that. They flew across the sky in E.T. Mm. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, he, he had them cut all that out. And Don said, I will never work with anybody yeah. who will control me again. Because they mm. signed up for a percentage of the net. This mm-hmm. is a good thing for you guys to know as writers. You want the gross. You don't want the net. Because mm. they said, we, we didn't make any money. Exactly. We didn't make any money. They always say that. And yeah. Universal's like, what, on Land Before Time, 368 right now or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. So um, so he said he was going to do his own thing, which was uh, all dogs go to heaven. Hmm. Disney decided, oh, we really going to turn it out. Mm-hmm. So when we did all dogs go to heaven, we're doing all dogs go to heaven, Disney turned out a little gem called The Little Mermaid. <laughs> that little movie I never that heard of that that made a movie <laughs> and we went to go see it some of the artists went to go see it uh-huh. and when she under the sea when she just the first thing you know they're doing um, and it's and it's so ha, 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 you know the hell she's gonna and she came in right and so she's, she she goes through her little cave and she's like what would I give to be where you are mm-hmm. and I'm like oh this bitch <laughs> <laughs> she's singing the hell out of this okay. song so my homeboy looked at each other and was like what? Looking like Christina Applegate. What's I her name? What to, she, gets on, <laughs> she gets on the on the rock and um, I don't know when. I don't know. Oh, I can mm. do it in her voice. I don't know when. <laughs> I don't know how. But I know something's starting right now. Mm. Sing it now. And the and the swaying okay. behind her. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we were Definitely. like, we are in trouble. This motherfucker came we and killed them. Tra- destroyed exactly. us. They were like, you know what? You know, and they kept hiring the same people. Now, Y'all we, didn't just get up after the first time, like me. <laughs> we kept watching. Stop tipping out like you tipping out of church. Like, we were I like, we're gonna watch this. Okay, uh, we're like, we need a song. We need a song. You know, but I'm gonna tell you something. They did get a book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the little mistakes they made. They did get a book called Chanticleer, which was a great story about a rooster. Who? No, no. The rooster, when he sang, the sun would come up. Really. So every time he sang, because you know when crows crow, rooster crows, the sun mm-hmm. comes up, and so all the animals on the farm are like, yeah, you know, and they went and got Glenn Campbell to sing Rockabilly, really? and he's like, Rockadoo, what a day, the sun is shining bright today, Rockadoo, stay away, and the, it was funky, and, and the animals were singing, and stuff like that. it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the owl, which was Christopher Plummer, mm-hmm. was like, I need to destroy this, so he sent a. Uh, another rooster to fight him and the sun came up while the rooster was fighting him. So the animal's like, you are fake. Uh, you are a fake. You don't sing and the sun comes up. So he leaves the farm because he was so disgraced and became the king. Mm. So he's singing, I got treasure hunting fever. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and the city was a really cool tale. And I'm like, 
Well, they hung it up. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the movie, the little kid, it was, it was, um, it was live action in the beginning and animation, and, and at the end, the little kid turns back because what the what the owl does is it's a it's a so it starts to rain, mm-hmm. and Adam's like, we got to get Sean to clear back because if he doesn't come back, the sun won't come out if he sings. Uh, so it was you know it was raining and raining, and raining. so the little boy is a live action boy, and the mother closes the book. And he goes, and he's three, and he could barely talk. So he's talking like this. So, so the parents were outside trying to, you know, the mud and the cows and whatever. And he's in there by himself in the dark. And a tree comes through, and the tree becomes animated. And then you hear this. And the little boy goes, Daddy? And Christopher Plummer, that beautiful voice, goes, No. It's not Daddy. <laughs> and he blows on the boy, and the boy turns to a cat. Really? So it, was a, it was a it was a great. It could have been a great story. But at the end of the movie, you know, they had the boy in cutout form. I'm like, what are you doing? What's mm. going on here? Do we mm. got enough money to finish this movie? <laughs> they just put it out. They put the shit out. So yeah. um, you know, they went downhill, and I'm like, wow. So what ended up happening from there was. Now, where are you during all this? I was working on those movies. Wow. I was working on those movies, and I was getting into voiceovers because I was really like, I want to do voiceovers. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Um, and so then met Rodney, and Rodney and I created, and I want to show you this. You, you can tell the listening oh, audience. Can we take a picture of it? You can take and a picture show the audience. These are the original photos. Yeah. The original drawings. Rodney called me one day, and he said, Kevin. So we talked about, we talked about what, I, what it should look like mm-hmm. and what the story was. It was really in-depth and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I showed him pictures of the Silverhawks and the Thundercats mm-hmm. and He-Man and stuff like that. So he goes, Kevin, I want to show you something. <clears throat> I went over to his house and I thought he was going to show me some pencil sketches. Rodney pulled these out. These wow. are the original pictures. Wow. That Rodney did. Huh. Um, Rodney has since gone on to win an Emmy for Futurama. Really? A show called Parasites Lost. He's mm-hmm. now a board director on American Dad. Been there since 2005. Wow. Um, so this was our animated show. It was called The Barriers. Wow. <clears throat> so they were bear warriors. And the t-shirt said, between good and evil stand barriers. Wow. Um, and two weeks after we finished... We're going to have to describe this to some people uh, once, you know, because we ain't going to be able to... No, nah, you ain't going to be able to... You know. These are some of the... This is a villain. Amazing. Is yeah, he, he was phenomenal. Mondu Bizarro. Mondu Bizarro. Polaris. Polaris. Wow. Um, so he... So two weeks after that, we were pitching at Film Roman. And the woman was like... And as you guys know, people want to say no. They want well, to say no. They, they, they have to say they no. They have to say no. <laughs> because if they say yes, that means they got to work with you for two, three right. years. You know? And they got to put their neck on the line. Mm-hmm. Right? So um, I was at a voiceover audition, and this mm-hmm. girl really believed in my talent as a voiceover artist. And she said, what are you looking at? And I had all these big pictures. She said, what are you looking at? I said, I'm looking at this project that I created. And she goes, you know what? I'm going to call my father-in-law. Okay. You <laughs> know, I hate his guts. <laughs> That's I, don't hilarious. Like I don't like him, but you know, if I call him, he'll he'll know that it means business. So I said, okay. I didn't know who her father law was. She goes, you know, he's a licensor or whatever. So he calls me on the phone. That was like a, I don't know Wednesday, and he calls me on a Thursday. He says, come mm-hmm. up to my, you know, oh, I'm gonna send you to my friend, uh, Sax <coughs> Sax Finley, which mm-hmm. had uh, was the distributor. It was a distrib- distribution company, and they were distributing the turtles. Hmm. So he said, I'm going to send you to my friend, Jerry Sachs. I'm like, okay. He goes, no, 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 come to my house. Let me see it first. You get to his house. He starts looking at all the pictures. He, he said, tell me about the story. I'm looking at these pictures. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at the pictures, and he goes, he, he said, 
let me tell you, he gets to the third picture of the, one of the bears. He goes, let me tell you how this works. I said, how does it work? He said, I'm going to become your licensor. Then I'm going to take you to a production company and they will produce the show and then um, it'll be on the air and that'll be your advertisement and then I'll be out getting money. Right. I said, okay. So he, Jerry Wisner, brilliant guy, great guy. He eventually passed away from cancer, mm -hmm. but he taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he said something to me that I hold to this day about writing and everything. Let nothing <coughs> be your magnum opus. Hmm. So whenever you guys talk about people going with one Meaning thing, kill your babies, right? right? <laughs> well, no, you were talking about like having one thing, right? You call that Never, one thing, right. like let nothing. He said, "Is this your magnum opus?" And I'm like, "What do you What do you mean?" Mm -hmm. He's like, "Is this your magnum opus? Is this the only thing you have?" I'm like, "No." He goes, "Good. Mm -hmm. Don't let that be your magnum opus, because mm -hmm. people, it, I'm flummoxed, I'm mm -hmm. mixed of spirit <laughs> when people <laughs> walk into some place to pitch and mm -hmm. they say, "What else you got?" Like you were talking right. about, yes, yes. what else you got? Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh. And you don't work your hardest mm -hmm. on this one pitch, mm -hmm. and it might not. I don't and you know get what? And it might not be for them. Like, well, what else you got? And you're like, uh, all you need is a premise. Yeah, people people think they have to have the whole three yeah. twenty minute. It's just a premise. Like, oh, I got this idea about this guy who does this. I mean, it's just throw me out a couple things. And how I mean? many times have you heard the story and even been in the situation where? You're going to have six things. Mm -hmm. You're going to start with the most developed thing. You do your thing that you've written. Right. Most developed thing. What else you got? You go down, go down, and you have like a line and a mm -hmm. premise. This. I like that. Mm -hmm. Let me see some more of that. Right. And it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Can, we Can you expand on it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, so he told, he told me that. He said, let nothing be your magnum opus. And I was like, oh, Love that. okay, cool. So um, he ended up being, he was a toy guy. Had been a toy guy for 30 years. Really? And guess who he worked for? Who? Sid and Marty Croft. Oh, Jesus. Really? <laughs> he did the toys for Land of the Lost, Lidsville, all that kind of stuff. The Sleet Stacks. The Sleet Stacks. <laughs> Shaka. Um, <laughs> so he said when they did the, when they redid Land of the Lost for ABC in the 90s, <clears throat> he said, I sold half the show to Tiger Toys for a million dollars and I had other ancillary properties for another million. So before they <clears throat> even shot anything, these cats had $2 million in their pocket. <laughs> uh, and he told a funny story about how uh, <clears throat> one of the Croft brothers, because one is very creative and the other one's like the businessman. Question for you. If yeah. you keep that off. Yeah. When you license something, do you still get uh, points or whatever they call it? You yes, know? you okay. do. You sell it for, let's just say, $2 million, but then you get 6% right, or whatever. Right, right, right. Mm. Yeah, you <clears throat> get whatever, whatever the deal is. Now, my first deal, so he took me to these cats called the Kyoto Brothers. Right. The Kyoto Brothers was the first place they he took me to and they wanted to do it. Okay. Um, you know how all that, come on, we know how all that works. You, oh, you're excited, we got an option. Where's the money? Hmm. Where's the money? So they were like, um, really, really great guys. They had done, their, their uh, cult movie was Killer Crown, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, yes. Oh, no. They did <laughs> yes. that. They had the pictures of, they had the uh, clown mask and the nose. <laughs> and I was like, I should have gotten one then. But they were really nice guys. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, they also did the doll sequence in Tales from the Hood with um, Corbin oh, Burson. Really? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did that. Um, they did some stuff on Thriller. And so they were like, you know, they're very cool cats. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, me, I was just like, oh, I'm just excited. So they said to me, I didn't have an agent or a lawyer. Here we go, people. Know what you want when you're going to talk to Listen somebody. Listen up. Know what you want when you go to talk to somebody. So they said to me, here's a contract that we've got, Kevin. <laughs> we're we're going to take 85% of the 
we're going to take 85% and give you 15% of the net. Okay. So this is what I said. They said, you know, go take this to your the lawyer. The net. Wait, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. Oh, you're right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So take this to your lawyer and, you know, work it out and whatever. I'm like, I ain't got no lawyer. I ain't got, no, I ain't got nothing. But mm-hmm. I know what I want. Mm-hmm. I said, tell you what. You change that to 15% of the gross for me. Mm-hmm. Because 15% of something is better than 100% of nothing. That's right. right. Amen to right. that. And I said, and I want my name. I wanted to say creative. You went in there like, like, wow. like Tina Turner. I got a, I got a like high five that way. You like Tina Turner. I want, I want my name. name. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was sitting in the corner like, <laughs> I want my name. <laughs> I want my name, bitch. Okay. So, I, why, why am I going to fight for 85%? Exactly. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be haggling. He says, he says, these things take time. I said, no, they don't. I looked mm-hmm. at him and I said, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. 15% of the gross. And I want my name. And he was like, uh, I guess he yeah. was, you know, we're yeah. going to haggle. Because that's what they do in Hollywood. They haggle right. and go right. back and forth. Right. My thing is, I'm not beholden to, I got to have the fattest crib. No. Gotta, you know, give me a Prius and pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> and let me get what I need to go. And I wait. Yeah. Right. People come in here, they want to floss and they want to have this and they want to find. I was talking to one girl and she said, uh, Deborah Chase Martin wanted her script. Mm-hmm. And she was picking out her TT. You know, her Audi and this, that, mm-hmm. and the other. And, and the, there was another woman, Perlene, that her name? Mm-hmm. Perlene. Uh, well, that Showtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, whoever it was, she called her and said, let's just go out and have drinks. Mm-hmm. She was so salty because, you know, the deal didn't go through. She didn't go out and have drinks with her. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you big <laughs> test tube, baby. <laughs> because what she failed to realize is Perlene, whatever her name is, might have been like, okay, I'm leaving next week. So I'm going to be going to work for And I like you. And I want to talk to you. And I want to talk to you. We stupid choice. I, I Executives did. only last for like a year or two. Look, I mean, they people, don't even, they move around learn. like crazy. If someone says, hey, let's, <laughs> whatever the do, the windside, if someone says, hey, let's go, you go and find out. And you exactly. don't have to be fake about it. You, you ain't got to be yours, fake. You can be yourself, but mm-hmm. I just don't. When I hear you guys talking and stuff like that, I'm like, people still do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. People still go with one thing in. People still. Oh, yeah. I, I was talking to a cat. He he placed with me mm-hmm. at Austin last October. And he also placed, he was a semifinal at Nichols. Mm-hmm. He did a, you might know him, Steve Darkangelo. Dark he's in one of Pilar's groups. Okay. Anyway, he wrote a script, Canary in the Coal Mine, a family mm-hmm. film. Canary Steve. in the Coal Mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was about, you know, the canary discovers what a canary is used for in the coal mine, mm-hmm. which is, you know, we can't breathe, so we're going to throw you in there. Um, <laughs> Canary's and, dead. And had a 10-year-old right. boy and whatever, whatever. And so uh, Steve got a lot of traction. He got a manager. Mm-hmm. And he was at Sony. So we're meeting one day, and he says, he says to me, uh, 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 I went over there, and the guy was talking to me. And um, um, uh, I, I really didn't know what to say. I'm, he's a great writer. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm listening to him. And some of the points you guys make, and we know, those of us that, are, that know better. Sure. We've been in the business for a while. Right, right, right. We know better. It's like, you don't, these people use the bathroom like you do. Mm-hmm. Don't get all bent out of shape because mm-hmm. you want to see somebody at Sony mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know if you guys heard the stories like Don Simpson when he used to pull guns on writers and mm-hmm. call me, I got better shit coming out my ass than what mm-hmm. you wrote mm-hmm. or whatever. And I tell somebody, I said, if somebody like that pull a gun on me, one person's walking out of there. One. And, and I now, do. And now. <laughs> <laughs> but and I got the cell phone to videotape like, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's just, you know, every time, you know, when you, 
we're talking and you guys are talking and you hear other people say, well, you know this, and they're nervous and they go mm-hmm. in and, and they let people talk in any kind mm-hmm. of way. Because writers really want to get put on. They really want to get put on. My thing is, you're already poor. How long have you been struggling for this? I mean, Mickey Fisher, who just did Extant, mm-hmm. people were, you know, how people get online and snark and, ha, oh, you know, he didn't like that. And, oh, mm-hmm. he, he just, so he said, you know, that's a, that's a fallacy because a lot of these stories are not true. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so-and-so was just, she was a stripper and now she wrote a award-winning script, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so he said, you know, I don't know how it happens for other people, but nobody's talking about the 20 years that I spent shooting $3,000 feature films That's in Irontown, Ohio. That's right. right. That's what's up. Working on mm-hmm. shitty scripts, mm-hmm. turning them in. John Sweetnam, another guy that just did evidence, and he's doing a found footage film with uh, John Legend. Mm-hmm. Found footage dance film. Wrap, that, <laughs> yeah. wrap your noodle around that. Wow. Did uh, you say John Legend? He did. Yes. He said John Legend. The singer. The singer. Yes. He's got a production company to go with some stuff in production. Is he going to be in the movie? No, you're not gonna be. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Are you gonna be in the movie, John? (laughs) I go, John, call me. uh, Call up in here. You know, I might need to tighten up that script. (laughs) (laughs) But he was at Austin, and he talked about he wrote sixteen or seventeen shitty scripts before Mm -hmm. he sold anything, and he Mm -hmm. said he he relishes every minute of that. He's very self-effacing and Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. Um, But he said you gotta you gotta work. You got to work for your stuff. And my thing is this. When I was going around doing this with the animation stuff like that, I, didn't, I felt like, well, what can they tell me? No. What am I going to mm-hmm. do? Oh, my God. They told me, you know, I have to do. <laughs> like, when you told me, no, keep it moving. Or before, this is interesting to me, when I would go out pitching, they would be. Was this for a movie or a TV show, by the way? This was TV. Okay. This was TV. Okay. Um, I didn't get into script writing features because mm-hmm. I was like, I thought that. Like, people who write TV, I'm like, oh. You guys mm. are gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Film, you guys are gods. Mm-hmm. But I loved animation. Um, and like you said, reading comic books and stuff like that. Um, Nerd. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> hey, I, am, I am an urban hey. renaissance man. Hey. Here. <laughs> oh, he the urban renaissance I'm man. The urban renaissance He's trying to make man. it sound cool. Okay, look. Because I am cool. <laughs> um, so, uh, what was I at that point in the story? I, I was asking, is it TV or film? Which oh, we right. It was, it was TV. And so when you go in, oh, so I was, that's what I was saying. So people were, they were, they were nasty. Some of them were nasty. Really? Yeah, they were like, get out. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. I'm like, My name is Kevin. Get out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm, is this the Amityville Horror uh, pitch? Get out. So, you know, <laughs> you know, you get out and it's like, wow. Somewhere along the way, they started to say, and I don't know if you guys recognize this or realize this mm-hmm. or remember when, they would start to say, it's not for us. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Call my come, cousin. Uh, yeah, or, or come back and see me. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, before you used to be like, get out. You know, mm-hmm. you stink. And hold on, I gotta interrupt you. Okay. Your pitch that right. you had yes. did it change as you started pitching? Though I wonder if that changed because here the reason I say that is you might have went in one way, but went oh, I mean, I just cut out that whole little part right there where I do that. So you start getting better at it. So people start going, hmm, I actually kind of like that. It's not for me, but bring something back. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm saying you might have awesome. came in yes. at first. You're right. Talking too much or whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get out. I don't know. You know what I mean? You might have did too much. You know he'd be doing right. extra. So, <laughs> extra. You know what I mean? You might have did a little too much no, at you're first. Right. So maybe the pits changed, got shorter, got more concise, got more tight. No, you're so right. maybe you figured that out. Because the first time I went to film Roman and I was pitching, she said, it's like Lord of the Rings. And, and so she was like, you know what? She sent me this critique and she said, mm-hmm. get to the essence of the story. Mm. Um, and then, Which is why they tell you to say the log line first. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Say, yeah, what's the what's the story about? You know, yeah. you went in on all this thing, and I'm yeah. like, wow. So you're absolutely yeah. right, but you can only get that by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some people were just being mean though, because I was, you know, by then I was like, <laughs> I like, hey, can I get a woo woo? Like, you can get out of here, but you can do. It. <laughs> Take your shit with you, bitch. <laughs> so, um, so it, it, it probably could be, but as you, you know, as as you get better and you get better, and it's just it's just such a crazy. Such a crazy industry. Yeah. You also have to figure out what the room is. You know right. what I mean? The temperature yes. of the room and how yes. they feel. And you know, yes. Sometimes you come in a room and they have it in a conference room, and you sit yes. in a cold, white, white walled, really sterile yes. looking yeah. environment. Very, very sterile. And then sometimes you go into office and it's like, oh, this motherfucker's a hippie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You don't know what it is. Yeah. So yeah. you can use that based on what you get, but mm-hmm. depending on the room, it and might you can't. Be... And you know what else you can't do? You can't. And I learned this doing voiceovers. You can't be thrown off. Yes. Once you get thrown off, like some people rehearse. I, I don't do that. I, as as we're doing here, we fly by the seat of our pants. Mm-hmm. Some people rehearse that stuff, and if they get thrown off, and you read those stories, it's, it's always interesting to me to read these stories about. Mm-hmm. And something happened, and, and I had to go all the way back to the beginning. You know, boo boo, <laughs> you picked that up from right there. What are mm-hmm. you talking about? But I, I was doing. Um, it was called James Bond Jr. It was an animated show. <laughs> James Bond Junior. JBJ. And so, a friend of mine, his name was Jonathan Cook. All right, you know he's an acquaintance. Jonathan Cook. Jonathan does all this mm-hmm. announcing now. But we went into we went into audition. I went into audition actually, and they said they're behind the glass booth and you're doing your spiel. So blah 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 blah. And the guy's doing this in the behind the glass. Mm-hmm. You know, and I looked up and I see him. You know, he's just like, waving his arms. Just... Yeah, he's he's doing this. And they were like, you know, seven or eight people in there, mm-hmm. and he's doing this. And I, and I just looked up and I was like, oh, he he hates my audition. What what's going on? <laughs> They're like, thank you. I was like, okay. So I walked out. Now, the girl who was helping him knew me. Her name was mm-hmm. Cindy Acres. Cindy walks out. She goes, Kevin, this is what he said. Oh my God, his voice is beautiful. He's too young. What? That's for what a said. voice? Mm-hmm. It was, because it was, it was, he was James Bond's junior's coach. And they wanted somebody older. Um, what an older sound. So you can't, you they can't tell you, give you an adjustment? Tell you this? No, because you have, a, you still have a young sound in your voice, even though you can. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So guess who got it? Um, what's the guy that played in Ragtime? Oh, I know you're talking about Brian. Uh, he was in yeah. Pepper John MD, Light Skin. Oh, Brian. Oh, yeah. uh, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. he got it. Yeah. Um, and then, then you'd go to auditions. You'd be like, what the hell is Sheena Easton doing here? Yeah, Brian. <laughs> really? Oh, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. What is she doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what that taught me was you keep going. Well, let me ask keep you, how, how did you even get into doing voiceovers? How did that Somebody happen? Somebody said to me, you have a nice voice. Mm-hmm. And I liked animation. So I was like, okay. So I went into Hanna-Barbera and did a general audition. And the mm-hmm. woman said, you. They have that? They used to. They don't have it oh, anymore. Oh, okay. Now it's... Listen, everybody wants to do voiceovers. Mm-hmm. You go to a, you'll go to a thing and there's a celebrity in there doing, like Tim Curry does them well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mark mm-hmm. Hamill does them well. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill begged them. Begged them. And they're like, oh, your looks are yeah, yeah. like. You know, <laughs> John Hamm does them too. He does yeah, big, he does. So, um, the guy that did, I don't know if you saw the movie Shakes the Clown. Hmm. Um, guy's name is Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. Tom now does. Hi, Patrick. Really? Mm. Hmm. 
<laughs> so you went in and, went and in, auditioned. Audition, and she said you sh- you you should consider commercials. I didn't want to consider commercials. Really? I wanted to do animation. Yeah. So I went from there, and and you know, uh, did once again. You're doing, you're paying your dues, going to classes, mm-hmm. trying to get an agent, trying to get whatever, whatever. And they're like, you know what? This will pay off one day um, when you get a show or blah 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 and you're like well when's that gonna happen man <laughs> I'm broke yeah. you know I'm waiting tables yeah. uh, uh, delivering pizzas trying to pay for these classes or whatever right. that's what you gotta do but right. I realized that investing in your career right. investing in your career mm-hmm. and then one day I did get a job I played a it was funny it was called Monster Farm hmm. and it was I've done a little stuff before but so it you was, eventually got an agent and stuff yeah, 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 okay. yeah I have an agent now they're a great agent mm-hmm. uh, I don't go out as much as I'd like to but um, but I went to this thing and they said this is what we want to do this is when um what was the thing that chris chris tucker was in he played a ruby rod fifth element this is when oh, fifth yeah, element yeah, yeah. so <laughs> this the premise of the show was uh uncle boris had these animals and he passes away and leaves it to his nephew mm-hmm. so jack comes on the farm and he's got these monster animals so you had count cluckula <laughs> You had uh, <laughs> you had zombie, which was a zombie cow. You That's had Cowapatra, which was a mummy cow, That's very buxom, and you know had all the you know Egyptian mm-hmm. stuff on. And then you had um, Godosaurus Rex, which was a giant thing. You had <laughs> Doctor Wooly, and every time he got water on him, he became Mister Ew. That's um, he was Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, exactly. <laughs> and what was oh Frankenstein? Was the was the, ah, the pig? <laughs> and so funny. so. Um, we had Robbie Rist played um, played the nephew, and Robbie mm-hmm. Rist is cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a guy from Police Academy played two of the he played Frankenstein and Count Cluckula, and the guy that played Squidward played Go to Source Rex. Oh, he played Go to Source Rex and Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So Heim Saban's daughter played Zombie for Zombie Kyle, <laughs> and guess who I played? Mm-hmm. I played Cleopatra. <laughs> no. The, so they they said, "What's what we want to do?" Chris Tucker at Cubs, he's like, oh, fun. Corbin, Corbin. And like, yeah. We want that. We want a man to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, they had three guys come in, and I guess 12 women. And um, so three months go by. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying about waiting, and you, know, mm-hmm. you never know. What's... Three months go by, three, four months go by, and my agent calls me. She goes, you remember that show you auditioned for? I'm like, what show? Like 100 years ago? <laughs> like, yeah. She goes, they want you. And I said, okay. So I walked in. They had done one episode. Mm-hmm. And it was a TV show. For a TV show. Okay. They had done one episode, and in between the time, they had done one episode. Mm-hmm. So, so the producer went to the network and said, "This is who I want to hire, and this is the character." And the guy was like, "No, no, that's not going to work. You know, hire a woman." So they hired this woman, and when she walked in, they were like, "Can you do a drag queen?" <laughs> 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 and so she was like, you know, she tried to talk her voice, and she was talented. Mm-hmm. So in between the first episode and the second episode, as you said, mm-hmm. the executive changed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He went back to the new executive and mm-hmm. said, this is what I want to do and this is what I want to hire. That executive mm-hmm. said, hire him. Fire really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So they, we did like 56 episodes of that. 56 shit. episodes. Wow. Okay, now I got to ask you because people need to know. Okay. You don't have to say how much. Okay. But if you get on a series, on an animated show, mm-hmm. Now I know the writers mostly aren't union. Is it still? Are is it after us or it's was sad. after us? Yeah, it's sad. Okay, so now when you are that's the series regular role. Mm-hmm. Now when you're a series regular on animation, mm-hmm. well, is there a range? I mean, yes. because on a regular show, mm-hmm. let's just say an hour show, right? Um, I think the basic range for a, for an actor is like twenty five grand a mm-hmm. week, right? 
How is it for animation? We ain't making that. But in general, in general, now if you get on the Simpsons or uh, well, that's prime time. Guy, that's prime yeah. time. You can make that, but you know, in our little bit of money, then you seven ninety five. Okay. To record, mm-hmm. and then every time it comes on, you get residuals. Got it. So if you're doing sixty five episodes of a show, mm-hmm. you can make a nice little piece of change. Sure, sure. Where my ten percent at? By the way, where my money? Well, <laughs> <laughs> where my pimp fee is at? This is what they got to pay. <laughs> they got to pay you the seven ninety five plus ten. That's so right. that money the never, agents. Comes, out, yeah, never mm-hmm. comes out of your, your check. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and, you know, as you go on, then I did some, like, movie stuff, uh, Small Soldiers and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, one of the biggest things I did, which I had fun, was I killed Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman. <laughs> Ron, a, Ron's going to do the job. Is he? Yeah. Ron Perlman? Yeah, he's a good friend. Oh, my God. Tell him Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah. He, they did a movie. They did a, bl- uh, a Nichols Fellowship winning script. Really? Called Season of the Witch. Mm, oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just familiar. wait a minute. I was just looking at that at the library the other uh-huh. day. I was looking in the little DVD Season, section. I'm, <laughs> I'm in that movie. <clears throat> what? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go back and get that to the library. It was in it or in the voice. I'm the voice. Okay. okay. But my, you know, it's my character. But um, it's, it was. I thought it was kind of well done. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it just so I, I killed. What is how funny? Like literally yesterday, I was at the library Season and I was looking through, yeah. and I was like, you know, I was getting my X Files and going reliving the magic of X Files, <laughs> and I said, let me make it here, and it's like, oh, see, and I say, oh, look, oh, hey, Ron, there's Ron Perlman yeah. on there, mm-hmm. and okay, I'm gonna have to go check it out then. Yeah, tell Ron Perlman I killed him. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It That's was, right, because you guys. Let, let, let's tell the people. Okay. Now, when you when you because this is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do these, uh, when you get a job on a movie or on a TV series, because mm-hmm. it sounds like a lot of time you guys are in the same room having a conversation. Does that happen, or is it just you just come in and say your line, your I line? I come in and line. do my line. Sometimes we do like if we we'll, if we do. Because how do they get the rhythms right yeah. when you're not even in the? Let me tell you something. That's the crazy. Passion, the they anger. worked. That was the hardest thing I did. I went home because they can only keep you for four hours. They got to pay you after that again. Oh. So they kept me there and they worked the hell out of me for those four hours mm-hmm. because the character, like I said, he was killing Nicolas Cage and mm-hmm. Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. And the, it was interesting because they hired me, these sound people hired me mm-hmm. because when I walked in, when I usually go in mm-hmm. instead of send my tape in, I usually get that job. Um, I did Scarface, The World Was Mine. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent me a humidifier because it was the 20th anniversary of Scarface <laughs> with the platinum thing of Scarface. I'm like, yay! Mm-hmm. But um, you go in and you, it's just you and it's the, it's the screen. So it's a big like ADR screen yeah, yeah. and you're doing your thing and you have to match perfectly perfectly mm-hmm. what's going on. So he was like, so this is what you're doing. You're taking your wings, you're doing this, you're doing that. So I had to, um, I had to, and then sometimes it's like this. You got to do all of that right here. In <laughs> a tight space, on right where the mic space. is. Oh so, so if I'm doing the character right, here I am in front of the mic, and I'm taunting Nicolas Cage. Well, Damon, do you know how long that accursed book has tormented me? And you yeah. gotta maintain you gotta, yeah. that intensity in that, right that tiny space. In that tiny space. Sometimes they let you move around. Sure, sure, like sure. that. Do they give you like dragon wings so you at least? Have <laughs> You're like, let me get into <laughs> it. Let, let me have your back. water. Let me tell you about the Wolfman now. Remember the mm. movie The Wolfman yeah. with uh, Benicio del Toro oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, what's Sides of the Lamb? Yeah, yeah stunk yeah, up right. the whole joint. Yeah, it <laughs> did. Mm. <laughs> but um, the Wolfman has what? The iconic howl. Mm-hmm. Right. They had not had a howl yet. 
I was doing some job and guys like, you want to come back this afternoon and audition for this how? And I was like, <laughs> Wait, wait audition I, for, for a the how? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, go, I go to sound design. Couldn't he didn't have no hows on there or nothing? No, because they wanted that. There's a certain quality to human. You can add stuff to it. Sure. But there's a certain quality to the human voice mm. that you're not going to get with that uh, fabricated sound. Understood, understood. So they got David Lee Roth. Really? And had 15 mics around him and had him yell. Really? That's the kind of stuff they do. You'd be like, okay, there's a cat named Frank Welker. You know, have you ever heard? Frank Welker is beyond amazing. I mean, there's a lot of amazing mm-hmm. voiceover people, but Frank Welker's beyond amazing. Frank Welker did all the lion sounds in Lion King. Mm-hmm. Honey, I shrunk the kids. He did the bee sounds. Mm-hmm. He can sound like a gaggle of geese walking in a line. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's phenomenal. He was uh, Fred. He's Fred in uh, Scooby Doo. Oh, okay. Because you know Casey Kasem was yeah. Shaggy, um, <clears throat> and he was Fred. So um, he's he's phenomenal. So it just depends on. There's another cat named Bob Bergen. So yeah. you getting to know all these cats too? Then, yeah, huh? you know you, you work out. Oh, you with know who's who. Yeah, right? you yeah. know who's who. You work with them. <laughs> Bob Bergen, Howie Mandel, and and maybe Frank Welker did all the Gremlins in Gremlins. Oh, interesting. Bob did Gizmo, which was a cute Gremlin yeah, that yeah, they, you know yeah. they all came from. And I think Frank and, the, and uh, what's his name did uh, did the rest of them. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should tell the story, but there was a there was a cartoon called Bobby's World mm-hmm. that Howie Mandel did. Yeah, I mean, that mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he had that high pitch so voice. So when they were doing that series, one of the actors said, "They said, hey, what's your name?" And the other actor said, "Hey, Bobby, what's your name?" He said, "Oh, wow." Supposedly took that voice and made that show. Wow. Really? Um, so, you know, but most of the time you're having fun, you're in there. There was one time we were doing Monster Farm and we could not get it together. Hmm. We were laughing and the producer was like this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and we would start start the thing mm-hmm. and just crack up. And go, you know, <laughs> that happens though. That happens. You, just, you, just you get into that thing, you cannot you stop. You can't. And like I said, one of the cats is from Police Academy. So mm-hmm. he was, you know, he was a great actor. And it was just like, we just couldn't get it together. We could we finally did pull it together. But it's just like, have you ever seen the movie White Christmas? Yeah. With Bing Crosby and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he did all those road pitches with Bob Hope and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, right. So yeah, I truly am a nerd. I love film, so hey, just get over it. Cinephile, um, bitch. Um, <laughs> you know what? That's my new t-shirt. Cinephile, <laughs> bitch. I'm about to get you that shirt too. That's good. Wait, wait. That's the shirt. S I N. Cinephile. S I N in the line. Oh, that's right. That's funny. Um, that's funny. If you watch White Christmas, they're doing sisters, sisters. Mm-hmm. They send Rosemary Clooney them away. Right. And they were, you know, stalling. Um, da, 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 misters. They were doing that. So every time they would do sisters, um, Danny Kaye would hit him, and uh, Bing Crosby would crack up, <laughs> truly crack up. Mm-hmm. He said, "No one's ever made me laugh like that. Not even Bob Hope." Danny Kaye's a genius. I <laughs> yeah. love Danny. He Kay. just kept hitting him. He said sisters, and he would hit him, <laughs> and, they could, and they could not get a take. Really? So what the take you see is the best take they could get, and he wow. is genuinely cracking up. They just, could, they just couldn't get it together. <laughs> he's like, dun, 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 dun. sisters. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> that's funny. This why this is hilarious. Oh so let me ask you a question. Okay. What could somebody expect? So for a young voiceover artist, mm-hmm. right? 
getting their job, get, let's just say getting a job on a show like that. Mm-hmm. What are the conditions like? You guys have your own rooms. You know, what's the situation like? You just come in, do your voiceover. There might be a little bit of food or whatever. Then you guys leave. What's the situation like? You exactly. You're exactly <clears throat> right. If you're doing, let's say, if you're doing an animation show, or you're doing a commercial. I remember the first time I got a job. It was mm-hmm. for a commercial, and it was at Buzzies on Melrose. And I walked in, and there was, you know, licorice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I went up there, and I, you know, I was like, how much is this licorice? And I was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> she hilarious. said, sweetheart, they pay for that. Have as much as you want. You want exactly. the whole thing? <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Yeah. You want an Intamins? What do you want? <laughs> you want, you want some nachos? Okay. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they were like, you want a nachos? Like, oh, honey. Yeah. I was like, okay. So you, you're right. You're in a room. Um, sometimes... Uh, you, some people sit on stools. Some people mm. want to, you know. Are you guys like in a green room somewhere, no, or what are you? Uh, talking about when we're doing a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. like, where do they put the talent? A, a recording, a recording booth. Okay, it's a big recording booth. Yeah, so small recording booths. But there's, and then the the network person or the person who has the show mm-hmm. writing the show, whatever, is behind the glass okay. with the engineer. With the engineer, right? So mm-hmm. you'll you'll be doing your thing, and they'll be like, "Hold it!" You'll be like, "So you know, <laughs> like, okay, hold it." So you have to learn to just sit there because. They're not talking about you. Mm-hmm. This is what you got to realize. Mm-hmm. It could just be like, because hmm. they're playing it back, they're listening right. to it, they're doing yeah. And then they you press the button. Got, yeah. That's why it's it, it was so helpful because when you go in and pitch, mm-hmm. and they're calling on the phone or they're looking at stuff. Now some of them are just rude, but <laughs> others they're just plain rude. Okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> others are half because they how, how many pitches do they hear a day? Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you that really taught me to be able to um, roll with that punch. Mm-hmm. Um, so you sit there, and you're like, okay, we're moving to the next line. And it's all timing. Because ne- it goes, boop, 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 and you got to yes. go on yes. three. <laughs> yes. Look, you got to be yes. ready. We, um, we, and then sometimes like we had to sing in an episode, <laughs> and <laughs> they were like, can you, can you, can Kyle Petra do all the like, gospel stuff? <laughs> The gospel. Can you do any runs? Can you make it a little black? Can you make it a little blackish for us a little bit? A little trill with your voice. That's what you're trying to say. She's an Egyptian mummy. What you want? She's, you know, because she was buxom and she was, she was very, you know, she was very regal and you didn't, and so it was like, they wanted me to stay high, right? So I, one time I was talking and I dropped. And the guy was like, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. So the character, Kyle Patra, mm-hmm. was Kyle Patra. Kyle Patra. And you should see funny. her. She's got the, the, the things on her arm. Oh, she, she had a black stuff. bob cut. <laughs> and she was wrapped up in bandages. And she's like, well, sweet thing, I'm going to tell you one thing. You don't know what you're doing. Uncle Boris is back and we're having a party. <laughs> so it was like you know, that's good. Yeah, it was, it's fun. Look, we might have to have him do a little some 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 jingles for us. Or some shit. That's nice. But um, it's fun. So you know, I was like, so that that dual path was. I love voiceovers. I can I can when I'm writing these characters, I can voice these characters. There you go. And you can um, hear it, and I can hear it, mm-hmm. and. This he gets elevated. Damn it! Where I when, yeah. when this is what this character looks like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And then when I got into screenwriting, it was like, which is, a, you guys know, it's a completely different beast. Mm-hmm. Completely different beast. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, you go from the word, you talk about your boot, your mm-hmm. bootleg thing, and then mm-hmm. the other cat was on there talking <laughs> about formatting words. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. I remember one time I was typing. <laughs> um, so I was real young, and I was typing. I was typing a script for the barriers, and the electricity went out. 
<laughs> oh, like, we were on a desktop wait, did you then, weren't we? Desktop. Wait, wait. Did you not save a lot? Say what? What's that? With the floppy disk, you didn't save what as you save? went. I was like, sweet Y'all Jesus, Lord have mercy. Of course, I said other things. But <laughs> I was like, sweet Jesus, Lord have mercy. So um, I was like, are you fucking I had 40 pages. Are you mm. fucking kidding me? So um, I'm, I'm so glad for Final Draft. But um, So it segued, and then I, I started writing features and went to writer's boot camp because mm-hmm. I <laughs> I had a friend that was a was a. This guy came about it in a different way. I I didn't want to do it. I just wanted to do animation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and as you guys know, when you're creative in one thing, I should do music. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to sing backup with Pilar. <laughs> Alexandra. Oh, that's yeah. how you know Pilar. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask Lisa, you. Lisa's the one that I said when we went to that. I never would have known. Never uh, would have gotten in there to. Uh, Till Pilar didn't come to the OBS meeting, uh-huh. and she said, "You know, something was with her father." Right. And she said, "I'll give people a free class." Yeah. So we went to the class. Right. And and she was walking around. She was taking down roles, and I kept looking at her. I'm like, "Pilar, I know a Pilar." That's hilarious. And then I said, "Lisa, has she ever sung before?" And Lisa goes, "No, she never sung before." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just never. Yeah. You know, yeah. She never sung before. DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah. She she she's to be an actress. Yeah, she's an actress. So. I don't know what made you even ask her. You just said, you turned around and you said, Pilar. Did you? Did you say? Did, did you, you say? <laughs> and Pilar went, fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, and she said to me, I said, you know, I want to take your class, blah, blah, blah. And she said to me, no, I want you to send me 10 pages. And then if your 10 pages are good, I'm put you in the writer's group. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. She doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. So I said, oh, okay, cool. What did she used to do? She used to do what? She yes. did it twice. She only did it twice. Mm-hmm. She, that's how she would select her for her private writing groups. Mm-hmm. She would select people based on, you know, your writing and stuff. Oh, and okay. so me and Kevin were actually in the same writing group. Mm-hmm. But I've been replaced by another black female. Because <laughs> you don't go, bitch. Because you don't go. Wait, I walked in. I'm like, there can only be one Lisa? black female. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter went, oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. I'm like, what? She's a new Lisa. I called Lisa and told her she'd been booted. You know, we only have room for so one. you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay. So I got, you know, I, I, I got into, oh, so this is what happened. So I was in the animation. I had a lawyer friend who mm-hmm. did music. He, he, he was hooked up with, um, that's the black chick that's the big time lawyer. Everybody goes to her. Oh, 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 oh. Nina Shaw. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So she didn't do music. She, so she sent all the music people to him. Day, mm-hmm. you know, Cedric, all those people. So he, whatever he did with music, uh, Raven, which was, I haven't heard a story about Raven in her day. <laughs> but um, so he liked my stuff. So he said, uh, Kevin, um, Kevin, do you, uh, do you, oh, this guy named John, John, I can't think, John Ferguson, mm-hmm. Bungalow Records. Mm-hmm. He had signed DJ Quick. <laughs> DJ Quick wanted to do a movie. Really? Like all rappers do. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Vaughn tells him, I have a friend that writes hmm. and he can come up with 10 ideas and send them to you. So he was telling me this. I'm like, well, who's your friend? <laughs> it's like you, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Like, you. Smoking crack? So I was like, well, here's how this is going to work. I'm going to give him four ideas. If hmm. you don't like any of them, then we're not going to work. So I sent over four ideas and they like two of them. Okay. And one was, and this is the time I was really into... A Thomas Crown Affair. 
Oh, okay. Love the Thomas okay, Crown Affair. I don't see DJ Quick in a Thomas Crown Affair. But I, wait, 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 wait. Let me take what I did. Wait, let me take what I did. He was thinking outside the box. Yeah, yeah so that's right. cool. So I, I, I thought he was Tom- talking about boys in the hood. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love the Thomas Crown Affair. So what I did was I wrote this god-awful script. <laughs> and it was called The Sporty Thieves. The Sporty Thieves. The Sporty Thieves. Wow. And what it was was this... Rapper, when he was on stage rapping, mm-hmm. he was giving instructions to his crew to pull heist oh. while he was rapping. And the rapper's name was Clever. Huh. So it had code in there. Right. So he'd be on stage rapping because he couldn't be affiliated with yeah, it. So, yeah, yeah. so the whole thing was they would pull all these heists and they would... Uh, That's you know, interesting. They, that is, yeah. they, would, they would take something, but they would deface something else that was of greater value. So like one guy had his first dollar, they ripped it. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a Louis XIV desk, they wrote over it. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to figure out who was doing this and why they were doing it. Um, and so this black mm-hmm. investigator comes on, on the scene that had grown up in Compton bef- mm-hmm. you know, before the 105 went through it <laughs> and, um, with Clever. And he know that she is at the top of her game as mm-hmm. an investigator, right. and he on top of the game as a rapper. Right. So they had rehooked up and whatever. And she's like, you know, I'm doing this. I'm I'm trying to track this thing down. So Thomas Crown of Hair kind Right. What ended up happening? What, what the premise was was that they had been displaced. Everybody in the neighborhood had been displaced because of eminent domain, mm-hmm. and he was he was defacing the people that built the that one built on top of the one of God. Oh, so that's why okay. he was facing things of value to them that had no monetary value. So why value. are we saying this is such a bad script? It's actually a nice premise. It was the script nice. was terrible. Did you but write that when you were working with Pilar before? No, 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 no. That was way before. Oh, okay. That's and why. So, right. It was terrible. <laughs> we didn't so, quite understand. Right, right, right. Yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta differentiate. Okay. It was terrible. But they, they liked it, right? You need to go write that. Then, Rewrite that one again. Yeah. So they, you know, they liked So he sent it to his friend at ICM, and, and we're sitting in the car. I don't know if I should tell the story either, but we're sitting in the car. This is the last story. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says, we like the idea, but the script sucks. <laughs> so. <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> that's what's up. That's real. Real talk. But look. Hey. On the next, we're going to have you back, and we'll talk about all your health. Is that cool? Can That's we do cool. that? Oh, this one, I want to talk about your animation and, you right. know, comic books and all that shit. What? No, I was oh. just... I, no, 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 no. So let's do... <laughs> you got something? No, no, no. I was just saying, for I can actually have my clap back, be Kevin talking about, but that's okay. We'll have him come back because that uh, the other part of it is really, really important too. And yeah, we do want to talk about that. Forgive yeah. me. No, no, no. But, yeah, you know, once you just started going, I was like, you know, like, I got some questions. Yes. You know what I mean? Because there's yes. lots of people who do what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this also will help filmmakers think about, you know, when they when they bring in actors for ADR. You know, right. just all that stuff. So that's why I was right. asking, like, what should they expect? And right. lots of actors listen to the show right. who also do voiceovers mm-hmm. who probably have never done one yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, well, I got my man here, right. you know, who's at the top of the game, who's doing movies and TV. So why not? You know, so I just had to use that time. That's but we'll definitely have you back. Why don't you just give us a little one little gist of what you do with your health? Uh, what's that all about? Um, I will tell you. So I'm a registered dietitian. There's a difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist. Okay. A nutritionist can be anyone. A dietitian, we must go to school, we do an internship in the hospital, and we take a test. Okay. So it's like nursing. And one of the things I do is... You need a degree, motherfucker. You need a degree. One of the things I do... <laughs> I can show you something that I do. I'm going to show you guys. You guys can just tell the, the studio audience. This is a client of mine. That's, okay. That's 10 months. All right. He's showing me a business card... Of a reference of somebody who was a before and after photo of somebody who was big and now their lifestyle changed. You know what's funny is I've seen before and after pictures like this too. And this is of a black woman um, 
who let's say she was like she looked like she might have been about <laughs> sixty pounds heavier. Now she's like you know looking fabulous, right? Um, in your when you're overweight, it's almost like your skin turns dark. It doesn't look right. But in her nude photo, her skin looks revived. She just looks healthy. And if we'll that makes sense, that. is that described? No, right? we'll talk mm-hmm. about that because you're talking about. Yeah, we'll get into all that. Rings, we'll get into so. all that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I, I just wanted to preface that because yeah. people do need to know that. Because um, I think we can find a way to translate that into how writers can take better care of themselves. Yes. Or something if that works. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so, Lisa, you have a clap back for us? Well, I was thinking about in terms of um, <clears throat> being visionary and doing some things. And it, it kind of coincides with the short that Kevin did, mm-hmm. uh, A Killer Surprise, which is the idea of when we're doing films or even doing shorts to really think outside the box in terms of what we're doing. I think a lot of times we, we get stuck doing the same old, same old. And I'm just tired of, I'll just say this. <laughs> say it. Preach. I said this last time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I'm just thinking that, you know, we really need to, like, study the craft really well. And I really want people to think about this. If you follow The Blacklist on Twitter, they just recently posted up um, a bunch of scripts, recent scripts, mm-hmm. that you can just download on PDF form for free mm-hmm. to use for educational purposes. So my challenge this week is this. I really want you to go on there, or there's a couple other places you go to, Scriptorama. I don't know if that website's still around where you can get a lot of scripts. I really want people to Script write City, down. Simply t- scripts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10 scripts. But I, the reason why I mentioned the blacklist is because they had like recent, like, mm-hmm. you know, American Hustle. Like they had a bunch of scripts that you could just click, download it. And get. I challenge people right now to read at least 10 scripts mm-hmm. this month. All right. So people are like 10 scripts in a month. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, that's I baby. do three that's, in a day sometimes. Yeah, okay. that's pretty. Come yeah. on. I'm trying to get, I'm, please. That's like three, what, two a week? Mm-hmm. Two and yeah. a half, two a you week? You really have to read them. You, Yeah. So I, my challenge and my clapback challenge to you is if we're really going to be talking about screenwriting and learning craft, I really want to push people to really read recent scripts. So that's why I was mentioning the blacklist. If you go on their Twitter feed, they had a page on there, and literally you can download these for free. They're PDFs of scripts. Pick 10. Mm-hmm. And whatever genre you're, you're, you're interested in, and really read the script. And while you're reading the script, I want you to take a notebook and I want you to write from each page. It's like, say you're looking at page one on the script. I want you to write down what was working for you in the script. Okay. That's a very good way Think to do about, it. hey, what did you like about this page? What was mm-hmm. working? And work your way through the entire script. I'm actually doing that right now for the, the pilot that I'm working on writing. Mm-hmm. So thanks to Kevin and, of course, Hilliard. Being people who I know who hooked me up with some pilot scripts that I'm really interested in and studying the template, literally that's what I'm doing. Okay, it's the best way to do and it. And these are TV it's scripts. Like literally, I'm reading this page by page and I'm writing. Wow, I really like this opening. Why do I like this opening? I really like how this visual was. I go to the next page. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know what? They're really losing me here. Okay, even mm-hmm. if it's a, a, a already filmed mm. yep. film script, mm-hmm. produced, you need to go. It through. don't mean it works. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Please, child, please, yeah. child, please. <laughs> but that is a challenge. <laughs> Ten scripts, and I want you to do this as a workable assignment. Mm-hmm. Read the script page by page and write notes on what's working, what's not working, what you like, what you don't like, and <clears throat> try to figure out how that could be useful to your own script, whatever script you're working on right now. That's really going to help you learn the beats and rhythms of, of what works in screenplays. And then do one more thing. Go and see the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay? After you're done reading the script and taking notes, each page, 
go see the movie and see what was different, what was changed. Because a lot of or things... Or vice versa. Or, or vice, vice versa, versa. yeah. You. Okay, please do that. Because one of the things that we do is we always talk about taking classes and, you know, investing yourself... Bitch, read. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, bitch, read a script. Okay? So that is my clap back this week, your assignment, and we'll talk about it next month when we come back. But I really want you to, because I'm doing that challenge too for myself and writing my TV pilot. Mm-hmm. So that is my clap back for this cool. week. Okay? Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, like I said, you know, Kev, we just all about giving people game. You know? You guys do. Another you really way do. to make them think about what they could do to learn some shit. You know, so they could be better. Because there's so, so they many don't make the ways. mistakes that we all made. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. They don't go into a room talking about can I? How much is it for these fucking for the red vines, bitch? How much for the red vines? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't go in doing that. Now, <laughs> that is so endearing, though, isn't it? That is so cute. It's like me going in my first meeting. It's like, oh, is there like a tip cup for these water things? I don't know. You could take this. I thought there was like a little jar you put. Oh, That's I like to take funny. the water. And That's ever since funny. then, I take two when I go and I take two when I walk Hot out. Mess. That's funny. Now I'll be like, where are them red vines at, bitch? <laughs> I want no. guacamole. I want to. Everybody knows. Be polite on the set. Be okay. polite on the set. Please. So trip. So thank you very much, Kev, man. We appreciate you having, having you on. Everybody, blast. that's Kevin Killebrew. Where can they find you? Where are you at? They can find me at mindworld at att.net. Okay. Okay. Are you uh, on Twitter or anything? I am on Twitter. I can't, don't remember my name. He don't remember oh Twitter. This motherfucker don't be using Twitter enough. Killer, okay. killer Brew. Killer, killer under, Brew. underscore? Yeah. Killer at underscore Brew. brew. Killer mm-hmm. underscore Brew. Y'all got that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Lisa? Uh, Twitter, Lisa Bolacaja. Don't follow me. Don't follow me on okay. Twitter. Okay. Please don't. Because if I add you on there, then you're just going to keep me from, from, from writing. And you guys know. And Shut up, Kevin. You stop laughing over there. Because all I need is any excuse to procrastinate and to reorganize my desk and to reorganize my notes and to get on Twitter and look at what you guys are doing in your wonderful lives. It's just going to keep me from... So don't be friends with me. Don't... You know what? Just... <laughs> Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, fuck that. If y'all can handle it, listen, because she be saying some cool ass shit. I talk I'm just going to say it. I mean, I'm involved in a whole lot you of other very, stuff. You are worldwide, I, bitch. I pay, and okay. I talk- she, she Pitbull's cousin. Let's just say it. She worldwide, bitch. She, she is. worldwide. And I have to be yeah. careful sometimes, because sometimes I, I, you forget when you're on Twitter and you get comfortable and you get rel- I mean, I've met some of the Twitter people that I follow, and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every now and then some people, you know, they, who don't know you, who don't follow you, who come into, they come into your mentions, mm-hmm. and then you have to tell them, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, hmm, so true. Let, me, let me turn off the location locator <laughs> on my Twitter. <laughs> so exactly. I'm a stalker. And, you know, you just never know. But you know what? Hey, but you know what? Feel free. Just know that if you do follow me, I do converse and talk about a lot of stuff writing screenwriting sci-fi definitely horror so find me on there that's what's up and i'm your host hilliard guest and i am at hilliard guest on twitter and um please 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 check us out at screen what the fuck is it? Screenwriters. <laughs> I'm, I went blank. You Look. You know Screenwriters. I'm going to throw the shot. Hit us up at Screenwriters RR on Twitter also. Um, and please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Stitcher because we need that for the Matrix. And check, it out, keeps Kevin's, us on the check top. out Kevin's short, A Kill the Surprise. Is yeah. it on YouTube? YouTube. Okay, you cool. Yeah, that was video. great. That was mm-hmm. good. Um, damn, we didn't get into that. We'll That's get right. into no, it no, 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 next no, time. So trip. Um. Yeah, and uh, you, if you guys have any questions you guys want to throw at me or Lisa, you know, even for our guests, let me know. Hit us up at screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. So with that, 
What we do, we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? 100. And 10 extra. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, y'all. Yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare one. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. We tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the random. We get to random. I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rare room. Ah.